Hey Jason, how are you doing? I think we have to start off by explaining to the guests why there was no episode last week. Well, mostly because I was... So hello listeners, uh, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm still kind of coughing, but uh, you know, there's no fever, no nothing. It was just a cold, uh, feeling much better now. And did you get tested for Corona? Oh yes, 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 I did. Mm. I came back negative, so thank Good. God for that. Wonderful, um, wonderful. The cases are on the increase. So... Oh yes, tell me about it. I'm in Osaka right now. Um, this is the hotspot in Japan right now. <laughs> yeah, you're really you're like in the middle of the kitchen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's a lot of heat right now, you know, mm-hmm. intensity. Yeah, so yeah. like yeah like other all the other places are like in Hyuga, Miyazaki mm-hmm. um they're still doing online lessons oh yeah we yeah we just went back to online lessons as well from this week so so that's how i know it's like oh shit it's getting serious again you know yeah yeah, yeah. we're still okay here in Oita, so mm-hmm. just have to watch and see what happens you know <clears throat> I was going to say, um, we'll probably, I, sh- I should have brought this up with you. I want to do a small change. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start including the intro and mm-hmm. we'll create like a small audio intro to the podcast at the beginning, at the beginning of every episode. Mm-hmm. And then we'll cut the description of the podcast that description we like putting in mm-hmm. the what do you call it like a summary a summary of what the podcast is about well okay. let's put that in the beginning of the description like we can remove yeah. that and just make okay, that audio important. you know okay okay and we'll just include it every time and what will happen is that we'll just make it a very consistent intro like the intro is two minutes and the two minutes explains what the podcast is about. It might have the theme song in there too, you know, uh, I don't know if we talked about this previously on the podcast, but we do have like somebody who could potentially make us a theme song. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So yeah, I feel like that, that Avenue is a lot better. It'll make the podcast seem a lot more. What? Orderly. <laughs> Orderly. Um, more structured. More structured. More structured. It'll make it feel like more brand, brand worthy, you know? Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah. That's definitely what we're going to do in maybe in the next, let's just say two episodes. Yep, 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 two, three yep. episodes is the goal. In the next two episodes, mm. that should be up. And, yeah, I, I guess. Without further ado, we should just get right into it. Okay, so back to the theme of the month, which is art and psychology. So last for the last episode, we got off to a pretty good start on the idea of how art affects society and how how the artists how the artist state of mind influences the creation of art, and looked at how drugs affect the artists during the creation of art and how artists are tend to be substance abusers or people who depend on substances and what did do you have anything else to add on that jason no 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 no. i think we talked about okay. it quite a bit in okay. like the final minutes of the last episode Mm-mm. so today i'm going to start off with like just a brief a brief definition of what art is what is art so according to so there's no there's no agreed upon definition of art right but there are a few expressions and phrases here and there that seem to, to match, match up. And what I got is that art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty, emotional power, or concepts. But however, as I said before, there is no generally agreed upon definition of what constitutes art. So what do you think art is, Jason? What is art to you? Art is human imagination and the ideas of our mind mm-hmm. brought to life in the form of a piece of medium 
Mm -hmm. that is easily shareable or viewable mm -hmm. by other people. Okay, okay. That's so, so from this point of view, like art is only art if it can be appreciated by other people. What if I create art for my for myself? Like it's a it's a piece only for me to enjoy. Is that not art? Mm, you're right. So the point I'm trying to uh, let's say illustrate is that it has to be outside of your mind. It can no longer. It can be. It's not art if it's just like in your mind. It has okay, to be something okay. that you bring forth into the world. I guess. Okay, understood. Okay, understood. So maybe, maybe, so maybe not shareable. Shareable is probably not a good word to use. Say, mm. but you have to bring it to life. It has to be. That has to be creation, basically. Okay. 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 So for me, I would say for me, art would be the highest form of self-expression, characterized by an internal dialogue with the self or the psyche, attempting to reveal that internal discourse to the world. Does that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. I can see someone yeah. has been uh, thinking about this for a while. I've been thinking about it, man. Because, like, here's the thing. When I when I create, when I'm writing poetry, the poetry isn't really... I, most of the time, it's not for the world. It's for me, right? Uh -huh. But whatever I write out doesn't seem to be coming from me. It's like there's a part of me that is trying to express itself. But I have no way to simply express that through spoken word. I can't just sit down with Jason and express what I'm able to express through writing when I write a poem, right? So the unconscious part of it. Yes. Yeah, so maybe the... Yeah, I can make the argument, and I'm sure someone can differ with this argument, but I can make the argument but that it's my unconscious that is doing the writing of the poetry. But then, you know, I can ask you, mm. at which point does the unconscious become the conscious? Where, where do you draw that line? Where do I, draw? I don't know where I draw the line. I don't know. Okay, okay, yes. I, I can draw the line in, like when I get stuck, you know? When I'm writing, sometimes when I'm writing a poem, it feels very free flow. Like I'm not really thinking about what I'm writing. But the moment I get stuck, okay, I feel now that's the conscious mind coming to play. The conscious mind wants to find the best words, you know? The best the best rhyming words, the best phrase to use, you know? But the subconscious, the subconscious, the unconscious mind, I don't really care. I just want to speak. Yeah. They just, they just want to speak. They don't, there's unconscious and subconscious don't really care about what is the best phrase for this situation. Let's just say what needs to be said. Mm. But when I, when I pause and I'm like, oh, what's the right, what's the right word to use this, in this stanza? I'm like, okay, now that's the conscious mind. That's the conscious mind coming in. So... To what? To visualize this. Mm -hmm. This is almost like a cook in the kitchen mm -hmm. who's trying to make a very good dish mm -hmm. but is seemingly being distracted by, let's say, like children or something. So, like, your conscious, your unconscious mind has this mm -hmm. thing that it wants to do. Mm -hmm. But your conscious mind seems to be like the noise that gets in the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, actually, that's really good. Yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. Yes, yes. That's perfect. That is a perfect analogy. So, is it always the case that the greatest form of yourself, the greatest form of self-expression always comes from your unconscious mind? From the sleeping mind? From your sleeping self? Mm, it, it does feel that way. It does seem to feel that way, especially after I read what I've written. The poem is where I had to like sat, sit down and actually try to think about what I'm going to write. Seemed very... Hmm, seemed very slow, very droll. Like I'm forcing something to come out, you know? Like I'm pulling teeth. Like I'm pulling teeth. It felt like one of those poems. But with the poems where I was letting my unconscious take control, there was an ease even to reading them. It even felt easier to read them, you know? There was a sweet flow to them. Like I'm letting a river take my words down, down the mountain. I've, I've never really put, like, uh, like what? I've never really, like... focused my awareness or like 
shined awareness on my whole process like what's happening within me mentally when i'm doing mm. art or creating art mm. so i've never really thought about if it's my unconscious mind that is coming up with these ideas or if it's my conscious mind you know because mm-hmm. we like to think that everything we do is coming from our conscious mind that we're making mm-hmm. decisions right mm-hmm. we've also talked about free will and stuff like that right but mm-hmm. i want to get into that whole like the process of thinking about doing something right where mm-hmm. do those ideas like when, when you're about to draw something for example right mm-hmm. you th- it feels as if those ideas just pop into your head right and actually this this is a perfect segue to the next question i was going to ask you uh-huh. so i was reading up on the creation of art and there's an american philosopher american philosopher of art called monroe beardsley Uh, I think he's dead now. He was, he was an old-time dude, like back in the I think forties, fifties, forties, you know. He's so a Monroe, philosopher, he's yeah, American philosopher of art. Okay. And okay. he has this piece, this article, an essay, sorry, called "On the Creation of Art." And this essay has this one piece that I really liked. It says, "Art is to summon into existence things hitherto unseen or even unthought." Two motives for the creation of art. The artist wants fame, money, love, power, etc. However, he goes on to the point he goes on to point the unconscious desire to create art eludes him. This is now what Monroe, Monroe says that the, the, the unconscious desire to create art eludes him and he's not competent enough to pursue that that line of thinking. However, what Monroe, Monroe calls about that need that inspiration to create, right? The desire to create he calls that initial element an inceptive element the the incept may imply may simply pop into the artist's mind or accidentally like or like something accidental like hearing the the right lyrics at the right moment you know or seeing some colorful mural and think oh i can make a graphic design that's similar to that you know there's always like that moment of inspiration right uh-huh and he calls this moment of inspiration the inceptive element And what is your inceptive element? What is the what is you as an artist, Jason? What is your inceptive element? So okay, let's break that down slowly. So this mm-hmm. seems to say that there's always motivation for wanting to bring forth your art or your ideas yes. into the world. Yes, yes. He said you mentioned fame, money, power. Fame, money, love, power. Okay, 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 okay. I feel like it's ignoring the one of the most important things, one of the most important drivers uh, mm-hmm. or human motivators. Mm-hmm. The okay. the motivation to kill boredom. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So like that was like the thing with fame, money, love, power was just like what he believes is the the first motivation. That's just the first motivation he gave, right? Mm. But he also pointed out that the unconscious desire to create art does elude him he does not know why that that is and maybe maybe you're right maybe as for you as you said it could be just boredom i have nothing better to do you know i feel like some of the first artists right mm-hmm. it's it's only once they like i'm talking about like hundreds and thousands of years ago right the people who decided mm. let's just draw a painting on this cave and see what happens mm, you know mm, mm, mm. life must have been good survival wise right for them to like have this free time the mental capacity like that freed up mental capacity to think huh what if i draw this shape like mm, the mm. way i saw that like let's say cow cow yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah, the wildebeest yeah, i just killed the yeah, other day yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like they must have had that freed up mental capacity, right? Mm, I agree. I agree. So, mm. like, so they had to have that freed up mental capacity, and mm. there must have been a need. To, so, the freed up mental capacity mm. and free time. Mm-hmm. That free time must have come with some sort of like I don't want to say boredom necessarily, but they want to do something. Now that mm-hmm. they they're not, they're not always thinking about their survival, basically. Mm-hmm. And usually that's where boredom comes in, right? Mm-hmm. When you have all this free time and your mind is wandering free. 
So boredom, okay, so the way I understand boredom is like, boredom is like your mind trying to find something useful to do, which you can't. So there's an urge to do something useful or something meaningful, but you, you're not, you can't find something meaningful to do, right? Mm -hmm. So wanting, but can't, and then boredom arises. Mm -hmm. So I think people have done art in order to fight that mm, mm, mm. i'm not saying it is the main motivator i'm just saying it's definitely one of the motivators right like for me like for example the other day mm-hmm. i i got this free beat creator mm-hmm. like music music beats creator yeah. Yeah. on my phone mm-hmm. because i was bored i've been doing this whole like i, I don't know if i told you i've been doing a purge a uh, whole purge of like decluttering yeah mm-hmm. just decluttering a lot of stuff on mm-hmm. my phone and my laptop and i'm just like trying to simplify everything i'm barely mm-hmm. like for the past like four or five days i've been barely watching youtube no netflix even anime is just like so any video format and stuff like i'm trying to cut away from all of that the only thing like i've been doing or at least i've been trying to do is read more books and listen mm-hmm. to more podcasts and that's it mm-hmm. and in wait i lost my train of thought so in the middle of that sorry yeah in the middle of that right mm-hmm. i was really really bored because as mm-hmm. you can imagine if you stop watching a lot of all of these youtube videos especially youtube is this huge information vortex you can just get go you can go look for a specific video and then just get lost in the whole exactly. algori- yeah. algorithm and playlist for like hours and stuff right mm-hmm. so now with the realization of how much time i've been wasting and actually just being there and like after cutting youtube out it's like i was bored as hell mm-hmm. so i got this music beat creator and then I was bored, so I just created music. And before I know it, I created beats that sounded kind of cool to me, you know? (laughs) So that's the whole thing, using art to, like, you know, kill boredom. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. So for you, your imperative element is boredom, at least for this situation, right? Yeah, yeah, in that situation. In, in, in some other situations, it was for money, right? Like when I was working as a graphic designer. Fame and money mm-hmm. were driving motivations for sure. And when I wrote poetry for my lovers, it was love. <laughs> so hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely all over the place. We create yeah. art for like... There's a whole bunch of motivations and reasons yeah. to create art. Mm-hmm. So going back to the quote, so, uh, okay, she talks about motivation. So what was the next thing that you talked about? Because there was something uh, that I wanted to quickly, like, highlight. So he begins, the first quote is, art is summoning into existence things hitherto unseen or even unthought. Now, I didn't quite understand that part, unthought. Unseen, yes, unthought. Unthought, things unthought. From my understanding... He's talking about the conscious mind mm-hmm. in that in, in in that instance, mm-hmm. because we're constantly thinking about things. Your unconscious mm-hmm. mind is constantly processing data, okay. and it's almost like there's a task manager right in your mind that only brings forth the most immediate and important things to your conscious part of your brain. If it's not important, it will remain in your unconscious brain. So there's almost like there's two layers, right? Your unconscious mind is is, is processing information such as like noise, light, you know? It's, 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 it's absorbing information from all of your senses, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it'll only send specific ideas and reminders and like create, create specific, let's say data points. Data points is not a... It's too high. It's too techish, though. It will only create reports, basically. <laughs> These reports mm-hmm. are the ideas, and send it to your conscious mind if it feels like it's important enough, right? So, for for mm-hmm. example, it's like you wake up in the morning and you're going out your normal moon, morning routine, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. there's all kinds of stuff that's happening right you're you're touching let's say the fridge maybe you're hearing music in the background you're breathing you, yeah. you your body's pumping blood around your body you're like your mind is probably thinking about the day ahead but in the moment is it consciously you thinking about it it doesn't feel like that mm, right no 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 it doesn't doesn't it, it doesn't feel like that but your mind is unconsciously always thinking about those things like it's always processing that data right and then let's mm-hmm. say when you're making breakfast you realize oh there's that email i forgot to reply right where does that idea come from your unconscious mind was processing the data and it reminded you like it pushed forward that report like hey there's this thing that you need to do don't forget about it you know so your mind is always thinking about things and this this is a very hard idea to like understand not understand but to fully like accept because like we said we would we, like to think that we're always in charge we're like the main drivers in the vehicle of our minds always at all times we don't like to think that there's times where we might be steered like even though we're like the main drivers of the car mm-hmm. there might be like an automatic system that steers the car to the left or to the right a little bit okay i agree with this and have you have you read the book called doors of perception it sounds familiar but no i haven't read it so doors of perception was a book written i think in the in the 50s if i'm not mistaken by a guy called aldous huxley and in the book in the book Aldous Huxley is it's a very short book less i think less than 100 pages you're not mistaken uh-huh. and he's just describing his experience of t- taking mescaline do you know what mescaline is what's mescaline mescaline is a psychedelic so similar to to mushrooms uh-huh. that's the other yeah that's the closest you can imagine and so in the book Aldous Huxley, Aldous Huxley talks about a, a concept that he he proposed a concept called mind at large and in the, the concept states that the human mind is not there to to show you reality but it is there to filter reality because if you if so according to the book you take a, a psychedelic drug right and it's not that you start to hallucinate no what happens is you start to see things the way they really are right but if you see things that way all the time our ability to survive in the world will be very limited so our minds only helps us focus on the things that we need to do in order to survive right we need to see the color of the tiger we shouldn't be concerned with the beauty of the tiger when the tiger is chasing you down right does that make sense biologically like if we talk from a biological evolutionary standpoint it does make sense your attention yes, so, because mm-hmm. the conscious part of your mind that is basically where your attention comes from right Mm-hmm. and it's very limited. Mm-hmm. You have very limited processing capacity, your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Or that attention. It's almost like a spotlight. And that spotlight, it can't shine it can't shine light on everything at all times. Exactly. It exactly. has to be pointed in a very specific place. Exactly. And now that that's like the thing happens when you're creating an artist is creating art. You know when you enter that state of flow, right? when you when you're in the state of flow and the world seems to disappear right it's just uh-huh. you and your creation uh-huh. that is you breaking 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 the filters of your mind at least in the process of creating right and uh-huh. in that moment things can happen around you that you're not aware of uh-huh. you sure. have lost you have lost your link to reality Because I think the only world that matters is your art, right? And the creation of your art. And I think the best way to uh, the best way you can know that you've lost that like connection with reality even for a short while is when you start making art and then after you're finished and you're satisfied you look at the time, usually like an hour or two hours have passed by, right? And you're just like, yeah. "Wait, what the fuck?" you know? I don't know how many times I've done like late night like graphic design and like I have an alarm to remind me to sleep mm-hmm. so I can get like a minimum amount of hours. 
and then like i'm doing this piece of art like i'm like ah man i have one one hour right i'm good i can finish this easily and then it almost feels like 10 minutes later the one hour alarm goes by and i'm just like what the fuck man there's still like so much i want to do here you know and it's just like okay let me just do another like 30 40 minutes and then i put another alarm and then it goes off and like seemingly like it seems like 10 minutes another 10 minutes goes by and then boom but that's because i am i am focused very yes, very exactly. highly focused you know mm-hmm. and mm. so the unthought and you can break that down in a very lot of ways but i'd like to think about it as that part of your mind or yourself mm-hmm. that you don't understand okay so basically your subconscious your That's subconscious it. yeah yeah. Unthought. So it goes back to the initial definition of art, right? At least my but definition. There's also like another part of it where you can talk about like it's only by writing things down. Have you heard like mm-hmm. the expression? It's only by writing things down can you connect ideas. So art can I also agree. be I that agree. what? It can be that activity of creating new ideas mm-hmm. as you're doing it. You can you can you can be doing art, and something will click within you, mm-hmm. and a, a new idea is born, just by you drawing art. You know. Okay. Okay. I need to give okay. an example mm-hmm. for this to better explain it, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's almost like you writing. You have a dream. Mm-hmm. And the dream, when you wake up, the dream can be gone, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's hard to recall. But if you, let's say, got used to the idea of writing down your dreams in a dream journal every day. Okay, okay. okay. You will start to be able to remembering things yes, 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 within, yes, those, yes. within those dreams. And the mm-hmm. act of recalling and writing it down might actually change the way you viewed that dream. It changes it changes your experiences and some of your emotions about those dreams might even change right mm, 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 mm. so I agree, I agree. you had the initial experience but then this other experience of writing it down has also generated new ideas right you had the initial mm-hmm. idea that was like new but then mm-hmm. writing it down has also created new ideas so i'd like to think like you can have an idea in your mind or even in your subconscious mind, but also by bringing it into life or creating it and bring it into the world. There's elements, there's, ele- there's, there's elements that you initially didn't think about that have now okay. been added or mixed mm, in. Okay. Okay, okay. Unintentionally, unintentionally, mm. you know, mm. you've unintentionally done that. Mm. This is very hard. I I, I don't. Know. Uh, I feel like I feel like there might be a better example to explain it, but I hope it makes sense. Uh, it makes sense at least to me right now. Yeah. Okay, okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. So far, so good. So let's move on to the artist. The artist. So, an artist is considered to be a person with the talent and the skills to conceptualize and make creative works. Oh, Such are we talking about? Are, professional artists or uh, just creators in general creators in general okay okay so yeah but again an artist is someone considered to be a person with the talent and the skill to conceptualize and make creative works such persons are singled out and prized for their artistic and original ideas in many so i'm reading something i was doing some research on so in many cultures throughout much of history those who produced, embellished, painted, and built were not considered to be artists as we think of them now. They were artisans and craftspeople, and their role was to make the objects and build the structures for which they were hired, according to the design uh, agreed upon upon with those whom they were working for. Uh, so, for example, in medieval, medieval Europe or the Middle Ages, uh, the, an artisan generally began around the age of 12 as an apprentice, Right? A student who learned all aspects of profession from a master who had their own workshop. So you can see, back in the day, unlike today, we imagine an artist to be someone who is just naturally gifted, you know, like Jason just seems to have an eye for graphics design, yeah? Or Oscar just seems to have 
have the skill to write poetry or, or, or write anything for instance right but back in the day the artist wasn't someone who we just thought to be gifted the artist was someone who had to learn the craft from childhood from the age of 12 right historically didn't like the ancient greeks and the romans highly value philosophy and art specifically poetry and yeah. literature too. Exactly, like but every, you know, it, people, they, they saw it as like something that everyone needed to do, regardless yeah, of your exactly. ability or skill. So back then, everyone had to learn from childhood. It wasn't like something that just seemed to like, oh, this person is just gifted. He's not like everyone else, you know. But like, mm. today we have that idea because maybe of how there is capital gain to be made in art, right? You can be the greatest rapper, you know, the greatest designer, right? So. You are singled out if you seem to have special skill because those skills can earn you money, right? Which those is... skills can earn a company money. You know, you can earn a record label big money if you're a great rapper, right? Which we know isn't in the entire truth. You do need to of be course. skilled to a certain degree, but if you look at all of the major artists, especially rappers and stuff like that, mm. luck was involved. They needed to meet the right people at like kind of the right time, right? Like, I mean, but but luck luck is involved with pretty much every aspect of life, man. Art, luck is every is everywhere. It's everywhere. Like, uh, but like like outliers, right? There needs to be that. So to the equation of success, you need some form of luck with you, right? Of course, of course. Whether that luck is manufactured by you, found mm-hmm. by chance, mm-hmm. or I think um, so. You know, Naval, Naval. What's his name? What's his full name? He's like an entrepreneur, philosopher, social commentator. Oh, the guy who created the Angel List. Did he create Angel List? He's done so many things. Uh, I think he was still the Angel List. That's far as I know. I I listened to his podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just look at novel. How to get yeah, rich? I mean, yeah, the how to get rich. Mm-hmm. What's his full name? Angelist, right? He definitely made Angelist. Ravikant. Ravikant. Yeah, Ravikant. Yeah, 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 we're talking yeah. about the same people. Yeah, Ravikant. Yeah. yeah. So he talks mm-hmm. about like, I think it was four forms of luck. Mm-hmm. He talks about so one, like I talked about, one is the manufactured luck, right? Mm-hmm. This is the luck that. You create through hard work, basically. Okay. Um. The second one is, I think he said it's luck created from motion. Mm-hmm. So this is where it's like you're constantly opening and searching opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you're stirring things up in the fog, and by stirring things up in the fog certain things will become more illuminated to you so this is the kind of luck where it's like it's almost like things things get things find you instead of you manufacturing the luck itself mm-hmm. the third one is just blind luck which is the one that you know everyone likes to think about the most the one where it's just like oh i'm just gonna go get a lottery ticket oh look at that i'm a, now i'm a billionaire you know that's just okay, complete okay. blind luck it's complete randomness right Mm-hmm. Um, so manufactured, uh, found luck, and the fourth one is experience. Is is luck created from experience? And these are the people who like can find luck. In certain, you can find luck or lucky situations, opportunities based on their previous experiences. So for so it's luck created from wisdom, specifically. So mm-hmm. so for example, you. As a beginner stock investor, and then you compared to like uh, experience. Let's say somebody's like a veteran, somebody's been in the stock investment uh, field for like thirty years. If you guys look at the same like charts and tables, mm-hmm. you might think, "Oh, this fucking market is doomed. There's nothing. To, there's no money to be made here, right?" Mm-hmm. But a guy who's been there for forty years can look at us like he might have the same conclusion as you. But then he'll be like, "But there's this tiny situation where if you did X, Y, and Z." You can actually make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. So see, he's found like that luck. He's found that lucky opportunity based on his wisdom or his his knowledge in the field, right? Mm-hmm. And without those, those are like the main four four forms of luck. And I think he has 
he talks a lot a lot a lot about them in his podcast mm-hmm. yeah. but so to be a professional artist in any shape or form i do feel like you need like i'm talking about like somebody like you, you can be an amateur artist and you know have a really good like decent pay and like be able to sort yourself out throughout the entire year or years right but mm-hmm. like i'm talking about like the people who are like the oscar wilds the grand and big celebrities right the major poets and right and writers they needed some form of luck in their lives i think so i i believe that luck is involved in all aspects of our, of our lives the fact that you are able to you're in japan right now luck was involved in that you know uh, what, what are the odds that you didn't, you didn't choose to wait in Kenya for a few more years and now you couldn't make it to Japan because of Corona, you know? You know, what are the... Like, luck is involved in everything we do, I think. Uh. So, but, like, I'm talking about, like, uh, in the past, right? Right now, like, yes, luck is involved to become a successful artist, but still, like, you can tell who who is better than the other, right? Uh-huh. You can, you, like, you can compare uh, Kendrick Lamar to who's the other guy to Mick Mill who do you think is better you know who do you think is a better rapper who do you think is a better freestylist uh-huh, uh-huh. like I think most people will give one answer not the other right and I'm not gonna say who they think is better but I think we cannot imagine who the who the people would say is a better rapper right uh-huh. and however for that to for that to have happened like Kendrick Lamar or like Mick Mill, both of them didn't go to rapping school, right? They didn't go to they they want they didn't go to an apprenticeship to become rappers from childhood, right? Uh. They are just people who maybe trained on their craft on their on their own, rapping with friends, you know, freestyling with freestyling with friends outside, and eventually, or fortunate enough to get record deals, right? Yeah, they are found by the the right people. That's exactly. The, that's the luck yeah. way by constantly seeking out and so through action and motion opportunities look for you the right people come and find you right okay they've stirred up things on the ground now what are now the difference to the past that the difference here is that in the past people for you to become a craftsman an artisan an artist you needed to be in an apprenticeship from from the age of 12 at least right Mm the age of 12. So it's not like you just popped out of the scene when you're 20 and like, oh, wow, I'm a great writer now. No, no, no. That wasn't the case. You had to be under the tutelage of a master from the time you're, from nine years, nine years, you know, for nine years or five to nine years of your life, you're under the tutelage of a master, Uh right? And you only reach the stage of master when you create a true masterpiece. So you can, if you if you are if you are under the tutelage for like 20 years and there is nothing you're creating you're still a student right if the if you haven't created a piece that is considered to be a masterpiece you're still a student right but that's not the case today today how many rappers do you know who are making money and they're like 16 you know we had the guy lil pump or lil lil pimp there's so many pumps lil there's so many lils you know who <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's lil pump um, who else are you talking about? Yeah, Lil Pump is the one. Lil Pump is the one. I think the guy who made the song Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. You know? Mm. Yep. Uh, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. That song, right? That song was a hit. How old was he? Was like seventeen or sixteen when that song came out, right? Yeah, still very young, actually. 20-something. Exactly, but now that's the case. Today, you can just do that, just out of nowhere. You know, it's like seemingly you came out of nowhere. You know. And here you are, you're like seeming like, at least for a couple of months, you seem to be the, the king of the new rap, you know? Uh, the king of the new the new age of rap. But back in the day, like, if you want to be a writer, you want to be a, like a craftsman, you don't, you couldn't just pop out of nowhere. People know about you rising. People know about you because you're a student of so-and-so, you know? If you can use an analogy to compare today, like, Jason, uh, I'd like to think... Is a that's thanks to social media. Things yes, like Twitter, yes, of course, right? of course, of course. Yeah, so I think like time also has changed the concept of what the definition of artist. The time, the times have changed this the definition is, of artist. This is a very interesting conversation. Like this is brought up a very interesting question. Um, mm-hmm. 
Are photographers artists, by the way? I wanted to ask you that real quick. Are photographers artists? I think I think yes, because in yes, let me tell you why. Because you can take a picture with a camera, right? Uh-huh. But maybe the picture you take based on angles and like locations or lighting might not inspire the same emotion as a true photographer's photos might inspire in me, right? So yes, I think so. There's a skill to be found in taking a photo at the right time and place, basically. Time, place, angles to invoke a specific emotion. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Specific emotion or strong reaction of some sort. Yes, yes, yes. So, by Mm -hmm. that definition, Mm -hmm. our Instagram promoters is that the word what am i looking for uh, influencers influencers, influencers sorry <laughs> i don't know why that left my mind yeah uh, instagram promoters well promoters isn't really but no influencers is what i was looking for uh, instagram influencers artists uh no the advertisers but they invoke strong emotions in their images and strong reactions like let's look at the kardashians right or like Cardi B, mm-hmm. when they put I mean, the Cardi B is, is a highly she's an artist definitely. I mean she's she's a rapper, but like I'm focusing on her Instagram, right? Okay, okay. Um, all, all of these like Instagram like women who are making money from these promotions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they they're obviously putting content out there that is sexually okay. provoking, provoking mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Some of it is clearly highly sexualized okay, content, okay. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when they take a picture of them with their booty shorts in the gym and they're like fucking mm-hmm. whatever, you know, or them mm-hmm. twerking and stuff like that. Like, like all of this stuff, we know what's happening. Like every every adult knows out there, and we know that this is how they make money. Yeah, yeah. Yet we still give them our attention and our views. I mean, like, the reason why I give them our attention is because it's sex and sex sells, you know. Like, it's it's obvious. We're not looking at, like, I don't think, I don't think most of the people looking at those videos are looking and thinking, wow, she works so nice. I wonder what her technique is, you know. I don't, I don't think that's what's going through your mind when you're looking at a woman talking on Instagram. You're, you're not asking yourself, how did she train for this? What's her technique? I wonder if I can learn to do, I can learn to do the same thing, you know. But does that stop I mean, it? Knowing the motivations doesn't necessarily stop it from being art, though. And now, now this is this is the, I don't know I don't know like I'm conflicted. I won't say it's art, but a part of me is like kind of I'm I'm just not sure about this. I'm not sure about this. I have no I, definite maybe answer to this. It's because maybe I'm just I'm just I'm just like uh, tell me if I'm wrong, right? I'm just mm-hmm. presuming here. Maybe it's because you don't want to put it in the same lane as like other artists like you don't want to compare like how do you compare an instagram influencers just taking pictures of their ass to somebody who's like works let's say 10 years yeah on you this can't piece. compare it's not the same thing it's not the same thing it's really not the like same the, thing. we talk about like the amount of effort put in yes yes it's not it can't be the same thing unfortunately one is just more interesting or desirable like you have to no matter I might not enjoy ballet dancing. I might never watch a ballet dance in my life, but I can see how much effort they they're like. They're, these are people who are truly suffering for the sake of their art form, right? Physically, they're truly suffering, right? Uh. However, seeing a girl talking on on Instagram is more interesting for me than watching a ballet dance. And it's not, it's not that it's interesting. No, it's just it excites me sexually. That's it. That's it. So, in uh, when you get to like levels, there's levels of art form, and like the greater the sacrifice, elevates. Exactly, exactly. So sacrifice exactly. can elevate art form. Yes, yes, and like, I don't know what's being sacrificed when you're talking. I just maybe something is being sacrificed. Maybe maybe your dignity is being sacrificed. I don't probably I don't know. I don't know what's being sacrificed. But like, it's, it's I, I, a sacrifice for me to call it art, you know. I guess sacrifice elevates a lot of things in our lives in general, right? Yeah. So if you sacrifice so your art, um, everyone understands 
pain and sacrifice. Yes, yes. Because we do it all the time, mm-hmm. especially as adults. We're all the sacrificing shit. So mm-hmm. when you see somebody like like you said, you you might not necessarily even like the art form, mm-hmm. but you are you can understand and empathize with the sacrifice itself. So you respect now, it in that sense. Like let me give you an example. Like recently, there have been a lot of. There's the figure skating championship being held. I think it's... I don't know where it's being held. I'm not sure about it. Man, those guys, like... If they get injured in one spot of their body, it's like their career is done. No, but like the point I'm trying to make here is that I've never been interested in figure skating, right? Yeah. There's one guy called Hanyu, I think, a Japanese Japanese guy. He's he's our age, actually. And when this guy was skating, I couldn't stop watching him. I couldn't stop watching him, Jason. I was mesmerized. It was just so... I've, I felt like I've never seen such beautiful movements in my life. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. But this this guy, he's probably been skating since he was four years old, right? Mm-hmm. He's 26 now. He's been skating since he was around four. Man, skating must be like breathing to him. Exactly. Like, he's so good, Jason, at skating that when he was he was number one, right? He has the highest, he had the highest points. The guy who was number two had like three hundred was three hundred points below him. That's how good that guy is. Okay, okay, okay. Like watching, I I know nothing about figure skating, but watching this guy, I just understood all the sacrifices he had made. You know, like there's no way you get this good without. Like he probably has no life outside of skating. Probably has nothing outside of skating. Right. That's how a lot of these people tend to live. You'd be surprised. Exactly. It's extreme sacrifice. Now, can I compare that to watching Cardi B or not just okay, let's stop mentioning Cardi B, but like just watching a random woman on, on Instagram to work. There's no way I can compare the two. Now one makes me horny and one is beautiful. You know? One so, makes me think of sex and the other one makes me think like of like I'm I'm watching God, you know? I'm seeing God before me. The human effort and sacrifice separates the two. Yes. But it doesn't stop it from being an art form, does it? Still. <laughs> but it does. But it does, though. It does. It does. It does. You're not I always like... Every time you write down a poem, right? Mm-hmm. You're not always like sacrificing... No, no. Like sometimes... yourself. Sometimes the poem I'm writing isn't art. It's just not good enough to be, to be called art. But we already most just of the time, but, actually most of the time actually. But that but that goes against our initial description where it's it's, it's self expression, you know. Yeah. So like here's like okay. So here's the thing, right? In the creation of the poetry, I have to in the creation of the art, I have to go through st- stages where I'm not creating art, but I'm just sacrificing art, you no know, sacrificing time in order to learn how to create the art the right way, right? And that's why when I'm writing, when I'm creating the poem, most of it isn't really poetry, it's just attempts at creating poetry. But the thing that's being sacrificed there is time in order to learn how to create poetry. The Instagram in- uh, influencers sacrifice time going to the photo shoots. So what's yes, your point? Yeah, yeah so they're, they're sacrificing time, but the the end product is the end product really? I like I, I don't understand how the end product is art. I'm sorry. It, for some for some someone else will probably say yes, but for me, I just to see how the end product is art. I really don't see it. Now maybe maybe now to be fair to be let me be fair. Maybe the emotion or the sensation they do aim to inspire in the viewers is honest. And if that's what they aim to inspire, then they have succeeded. Maybe that's the art form. The art form is simply aiming to create horniness in, in, in at least the people who are attracted to that kind of thing, you know? Me being included. So, I will clearly, clearly state that I definitely think it's art. Mm-hmm. But, like mm-hmm. what you said, you know, sacrifice elevates art. Let's just say it, you can create art and then by sacrifice and like, an insane amount, immense amount of effort can elevate it into like this level of divinity, basically. Like yes, what you said, yes. it's almost like you're seeing God, you know? Yeah. And you, it's all through sacrifice, pure sacrifice and blood and sweat that these people okay. have 
created no. like just okay. a high form of art, right? Okay, now let me ask you so, this, Jason. Instagram. And when you watch the girls talk on Instagram, what what goes through your mind? So Instagram are you, promoters. Are you really being inspired? Are you really being inspired? I like if you say it's art. What what makes you call it art? Are you are you are you inspired by the art from your your observing? You're you're picking the worst kind of examples. That's that's why we're like no, but no, but like, no because uh, because that's what you said. You call it art. I want to understand why you call that art. So say like why would you call it art? So I'm, I'm not saying it's not art. I'm just I want to understand why you call it art. Let me let me let me let me um add context here. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of Instagram pro- promoters that aren't just going for low bearing fruits, are trying to create okay. over sexualized content and mm-hmm. commercialize on the horniness of men. I think there's mm-hmm. some Instagram promoters that do think that, but really mm-hmm. what they want to do is modeling. So they take like very so they're doing this provocative content, but they're also mm-hmm. doing like this inspiring content where they're wearing all kinds of like dresses and clothes and they're trying to like do something interesting and creative with both what they're wearing and their bodies, right? It so it's not just I'm like again I'm I'm thinking about like the Instagram promoters that are actually trying to do something interesting, right? Jason, Jason, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right so there. So I'm I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm I'm getting to it. Just relax. I'm not done. Yeah, so yeah. modeling. So they're yeah. basically trying to model and they're trying to create yeah. and provoke strong reactions with mm-hmm. the form or the shape of their bodies. That may or may not include clothing, right? So, what I see when I look at these, some of the random women on Instagram, some of the random uh, promoters or influencers, sorry, that are mm. trying to do that, they're basically trying, it's almost like a low resolution form of modeling. And the only thing, it's low resolution, but it's also still extremely effective because it, it it uses the again it uses that like it's almost like an it uses this like perk or it uses the horniness of men basically it has a wide reach it's still very effective even despite it being low resolution like low resolution modeling okay. and that's all because yeah. the primary audience members men are looking for sex like you said, sex sells, right? So it doesn't matter if it's low form art form. It's a low resolution art form. It's so I'm gonna ask you this, Jason. How often do you use Instagram? I never use Instagram. So like what is your description or your definition being based on? Of what? Like, of like how you you're defining the models you're seeing on Instagram if you don't you've never used Instagram. Oh no, I've used Instagram. I used no. to use it a lot, like last two years. No, I use Instagram regularly to this day. Uh-huh. And I can tell you, like, so I'm sc- scrolling through one model's page right now. Uh-huh. Try to, to to find a reason to agree with what you're saying. And what I'm seeing is a beautiful woman uh-huh. who's mostly half naked in her photos. Uh-huh. And and I'm like it's it's very hard for me to see the art in this. And maybe maybe it's just because Maybe it's just because I'm horny, right? So I'm just, I can just see this as arousing. That's it, you know? But again, I'm like... It's, very, it's very, Okay, and maybe maybe that's the art. Maybe that's the art. The art inspires arousal in Oscar. Maybe that's the, the, the consequence of this art form, right? But arousal isn't the only emotion that can be evoked from the, sh- the, the, the shape, well, by, from seeing the shape of a human body. It's well, not just arousal. In, in, well, well, here's the thing: when a woman is bending down, ass up, with a g-string, that's what that's what's happening to me. Again, that's like that's a very specific example. There's all kinds of. Again, I'm talking about like in photography, in modeling. There's all kinds of like different, like even like your poses, right? When you're modeling, that's important because yeah, the different I mean, poses, like, power I, poses. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. However, however, like in this in this case of Instagram models. Again, there's some models who are not just trying to be naked, basically. I'm not saying all of them, but I feel like quite a number of the ones, at least the ones I have seen, are not what you're describing. At least, yeah, exactly. So maybe it's just what I'm I'm seeing, right? 
And to me, it's the same activity, but again, like I said, it's just low resolution. It's low bearing fruit. That's all they're doing. They're, they're weaponizing their bodies in order to reach a wider range of people. I think weaponizing is a very good word to use here. They're literally weaponizing that biological urge in us to get our attention and money. So, okay, which, which I agree. So I think we, we agree here. They're using... They're, the point of this art form is to inspire arousal in us. Yes, but that doesn't stop it from still being art. Yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that. But I'm saying, like, beyond beyond that, I think, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like, if the point of the art is to inspire arousal in at least the people who are attracted to such things, then yes, they, they are succeeding and it is an art form. I do agree with that. But now, I like, I still can't compare this form of art to something like figure skating or ballet dancing or Which graphic is... design or, or like, what... sculpting. I can't, I just, I can't, like, maybe, maybe there's... There are categories of art, man, and there's there's extreme art, and extreme arts are those that's figure skating, that's ballet dancing, that's sculpting, that's extreme art because down that's required. I feel, at least for me, this is my my own interpretation. That requires extreme sacrifice, and I wouldn't even put writing in the same category as figure skating. No, 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 because I don't think I'm putting. I don't think many writers are putting the amount of sacrifice into their art form as a figure skater is putting into the art form. I don't know. And I think, There's people I'm saying, who have I'm saying, Yes, I know. I'm not saying all writers, but I'm saying most writers, I don't think most writers are doing that, right? Are going that far. Maybe Stephen King went that far. And I think when you go that far with writing, you go kind of nutty. You go kind of crazy. Yeah, you have to be a bit crazy. Yeah, and like, to do that, yeah. And I would definitely wouldn't put Instagram influencers on the same list on the same category as a figure skater, no fucking way. Yes, you, yeah, we can we can argue whether or not they're both art forms. We can even say agree yes, they're both art forms, but they're not the same thing, Jason. One is it's an I I would call one an extreme art form, and the other one it's like you've said it's low hanging fruit. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I said, yeah. uh, sacrifice, sacrifice the level of sacrifice elevates. The art yes, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. So, we'll, like, we'll that. We'll that. so, like, figure skating, like, even I know nothing about figure skating, but from like the physical yes. toll on their bodies and the yes. rigorous training, I have some idea of the rigorous training. I've seen like videos and stuff on the rigorous training they must do in order to like compete at the highest levels. Mm. It's like you can't compare that level of sacrifice and that art to like, again, a woman twerking on Instagram. It's it's like no disrespect to on Instagram, but it's like it's just not the same thing. It isn't. It isn't. And I think it most people be. will be able to understand that because yeah. again, sacrifice is a very old thing. And we understand it almost like innately. I would like to say innately. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when you see somebody in the gym with a huge ass body and you see him sweating, you can feel envy and jealousy. But you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people look at him, men, women, it doesn't matter. They look at him and a lot of people will be able to instantly understand the amount of time this person has put in. I think famously you, famously, but like before you mentioned, you'll be able to see the shape of discipline in this man. And that can create instant respect because you see through the shape of his body, you've seen the time and the sacrifice he has put into sculpting that huge-ass body. Mm. And that, like, again, you can create a lot of emotions instantly. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Totally. So, levels of art. There are definitely levels of art. There are definitely levels. Um, all of these um, Instagram people... Are creating art whenever they post a video of them twerking with their huge asses. Yeah, it's, it's, it's art, definitely. It's definitely art, but yeah, we've said it's low, low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's art, yes, it's art. But come on, like, and yes, we know what it is. We, we know what it really is. We're we exactly really one hour on the dot. So, <laughs> this was uh, quite an interesting talk. I liked it. And um, this week is a double episode because last week we didn't record. Yep, uh, and we'll have our first guests. 
Yeah. Do you want to like uh, give a little bit small description of who you were bringing on? Uh, we're bringing on as we mentioned last time Nails Nathan, Nails Nathan, who is a visual artist. And I met Nails Nathan in Japan. I met him at AA. He's a very interesting man, uh, covered in tattoos. He's a uh, He's he's what he's an interesting dude. Just that's what I can say. That's what I can say. A very interesting dude. So I think our listeners will be very excited to hear him speak. Oh, you, yeah, it'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Any final comments? Uh, I, final comments uh, for all the listeners out there. Would tell us what you think about art. What is your definition of art? Would okay. Yeah, this is very interesting. For all the listeners out there, please let us know what you think of twerk Instagram influencers twerking. Is that an art form, yes or no? Well, you're, that- you're hyper-focused on twerking, but you know there's all kinds of things they do, right? Yeah, taking okay. pictures half-naked, taking sure, pictures with sure, lingerie, sure, okay. you Instagram know, stuff like that. Generally, men and women, men and women. Yeah, there's, that, and there's men artists? too, right? Men yeah. with the, I guess, gym bodies. I'll get the gym bodies, mm. the the bro yeah, guys, exactly. the bro types, the jocks yeah. and stuff like they're trying to. So let us know. Let us know what you think. Is that an is that art? Yes or no? And if you say yes or no, please give us your reason as to why. I will be a very interesting way to start off the next episode. And with that, we can end the episode. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Thank you, listeners, Bye. and goodbye. 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 Bye, bye, Oscar. Bye, bye, Jason. And...